Welcome back to the Tea Podcast. It's your host that does the most. Thank you for joining me for another episode. And you know what? I, I am going to do the most today. You know, if you came here to be bougie um, or to be nosy um, and just see what I'm talking about, then go home. Bye. You don't belong here. Um, because today um, we're about to talk about something that Many of us don't talk about, you know, sometimes we talk about it with our friends and our little circles. We kind of keep it low key. Um, but the title of this episode is Mom, M-O-M, and it stands for Master of Misery. And so we're really going to sip this, this piping hot tea while we discuss the woes of motherhood and talking about, you know, ways to just be a mom and not the master of misery. Um, so many of us are parents, we are mothers. And so we have mastered being miserable while still trying to be a mom. And let's be honest, that shit is really, really hard. Like it's super hard going through the day-to-day trials and tribulations of life because, you know, life be life and still trying to be a mom. Like we literally have become pros, like we have mastered being miserable moms. And so I really want to bring awareness to some of the reasons why and how this this mastery of misery is presenting itself and talk about some ways that we can try and work through that misery and get back to that happiness and joy and enjoying motherhood because a lot of us don't enjoy motherhood. We do it uh, because we have to out of obligation, but do we necessarily enjoy it all the time? Like, no. So let's talk. So first off, I really want to like define who this episode is for and who it's not for. Okay. Many people glamorize motherhood. Like, think about it. If you go on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you are, you, you're more than likely going to see some type of video or meme, um, you know, a day in the life of a stay at home mom, a day in the life of a single mom, um, day in the life, um, you know, or whatever, some, some kind of video, um, that depicts motherhood, right? And what I see sometimes when I see these videos in these representations of motherhood is what I consider to be a false depiction of motherhood because most of us don't wake up with this oh now I'm about to make breakfast for all three of the kids um it's okay that they're throwing food and cursing and um I can't get the one to sit down but we're all together and this is a wonderful life that we have like Come on, like that is not that is not real for most of us, okay? And I'm gonna say most of us because okay, maybe there are some people who truly enjoy motherhood in that way, but I'm gonna just keep it 100. I don't. I be miserable every day, morning, afternoon, evening routine, the drive. I mean, you name it, I am miserable. So. 
If you feel that you absolutely enjoy motherhood all the time, you live and breathe to be a mother, and that it's just glamorous for you, then, girl, you are in the wrong place. So go ahead on and turn this episode off now. Because we here to complain. Yes, yes, we are. We are here to vent. We are here to say the things that we sometimes think and feel guilty about thinking it. And we don't say it. We don't talk about it. We, we we don't say it out loud how we really feeling because we're supposed to be happy and thankful um, that we have these wonderful, beautiful, healthy children. So if, if you're here and you feel like your sense of motherhood is perfect and you enjoy it, then you're not, you're not going to like it here. You're not going to like this space. So I want to get that out the way. Secondly, this episode is not just for single moms, okay? This episode is for moms that are in relationships or married because you're going to be able to relate to some of these things that I'm talking about because, <laughs> baby... It ain't nothing like being in a marriage or being in a relationship and still being a single mom, okay? If you know, you know. Nothing like it. So it may be something here for you too. So I wanted to get that out the way so that it's very clear that we're not just talking about single moms. You know, single moms do have a different type of struggle, but in this episode, you could be single mom, you could be married in a relationship, happy or unhappy, and still really be able to relate to some of the the issues that we are going to talk about today. So, why have we become masters of misery okay let's just let's unpack that for a minute because it's so many reasons why and we're gonna talk about a couple of the main ones but why have we become masters of misery so as I pose that question just think to yourself like as a mom like why am I miserable like why do I experience this sense of misery so one of the reasons I would say is because we have a love hate relationship with being a mom like seriously think about it we have happy moments when we look at our kids and we're just like oh I'm really a mom I love I love my babies I love them but we also have moments where we question why in the world we ever did the deed to even make these kids like we start thinking how big of a mistake that we made by doing this and that we should have thought a little bit harder before we did it. I mean, come on. And that's okay. Let's be honest. How many of you have at one time or another thought, damn, I really hate this shit. Cause I know I have. So that is one of the reasons why we have become masters of misery as moms is because we have this love-hate relationship with being a mom. And the reason why we have this love-hate relationship is because we experience perpetual feelings of anxiety. At some point of being a mom, I realized that I will forever be anxious now. I think about my worst fears coming to life, like something happening to my kids 
uh, them, them having some some illness or some sickness or them being mistreated by somebody, right? When they grow up, I realize that I'm still going to have that same level of anxiety. And it never, it never, it's a never ending thing. So that's the part about motherhood that I don't love. I don't love the fact that I'm always in a constant state of worry, even when they're fine, even when they're okay. I'm worrying about their future. You know, are they going to be productive citizens in society? Are they going to be successful? Am I going to do the right things to get them? where they need to be to get them started. Like there's this perpetual feeling of anxiety as, as being a mother. Um, another reason why we develop this love hate relationship with being a mom is that it's a lifelong financial commitment. It really, really is. When people used to say kids cost money, it didn't mean a damn thing to us because we were kids ourselves and we didn't have kids. But now, oh my God, it's a lifelong financial commitment. And you are constantly spending money. You're constantly worrying about how you're going to provide for them. How are you going to pay for this? How are you going to do that? And so it is, again, it is like this dark cloud that is sometimes there. And it causes you to feel like, oh, you know, this this motherhood thing It's like, it's, you know, you get into like a Debbie Downer kind of mode. Another reason why we have a love-hate relationship with being a mom is because we always ripping and running. Y'all know about that ripping and running, especially if you have multiple children, right? When you really get into the thick of it, you know, especially like if you're a working mom or a single mom who doesn't really have a village or a lot of support, you're always, you got to get to work. You got to get them to daycare. You got to get them to school. You got to get them to activities. You got to go to parent-teacher conference. Don't have a special needs child or a child with behavior issues you ripping and running. And in the midst of that ripping and running, you you become exhausted. You become overwhelmed. You become tired. You become frustrated. And in that moment, you don't love being a mom. You don't. And so those are just some of the, the ways that, you know, we we develop this love-hate relationship for, with being a mom. And we start to really live in, in this misery. And we master living in that space because we have to do these things. We have to mom. We have to continue on with the day-to-day. So that love-hate relationship with motherhood is crazy. Okay, another reason why we have become masters of misery as moms is because we are overwhelmed. We are doing it all. Okay, and I'm not just talking about a single mom, because like I said, you can be a single mom and married. If that man does not help you and partner with you in the day to day life of taking care of children and parenting and everything that comes with it, then I'm sorry to tell you, you're a single mom. So we are overwhelmed. We are trying to carry so much. We're trying to work make money and provide we are trying to be present for our children we are trying to cook dinner we are trying to balance appointments and schedules make sure they have what they need I mean we are trying to do it all and 
Maybe we don't have all the help and the support that we need. Some some women are really, really blessed and really fortunate to have a village and to have family. But a lot of times, even those that are blessed and fortunate enough to have family, that family in those villages got their own stuff. So they're not always available to help you or support you in caring for your children. So we become miserable we start living in this very miserable space because we have so much weight on our shoulders we're carrying so much and we're not getting help from that man we're not getting help from that baby daddy we're not getting no help from that ex-husband and so mentally it weighs you down and the thought crosses your mind yet again I hate this shit I wish I didn't have to do this shit I don't like being a mom I don't like motherhood This is too hard. So it puts us in a crazy, crazy, miserable space. Another reason why we become masters of misery is because we are dealing with so many mental health issues while trying to mom. Like we are working through depression. We are working through anxiety. We are trying to push through traumas. We are trying to heal from past relationships, romantic relationships, family relationships, right? We are carrying so much mentally. And so we're literally learning how to be miserable because these mental health issues are not going away because we're maybe we're so busy. We don't have time to go to a therapist. We don't have time to get help. We don't have the resources to be able to step away from mother motherhood and take a break and catch your breath and have a moment to yourself, to find yourself, to think, to breathe, to indulge in leisure activities. You may not have the resources to be able to do that and take that step back. So you are mentally overwhelmed. You are depressed. You are frustrated. You are angry. And yet again, we are in this space where we're just doing it. We still cooking dinner. We still going to work. We still providing, we still dropping the kids off to school and daycare. We still going to parent teacher conferences. And most of the time we showing up with a smile, but really we are miserable. We're miserable and we're mad at motherhood. Now this one is going to hit home for a lot of people because a lot of people are dealing with this, but A lot of us are miserable because we are dealing with an abusive or non-cooperative, non-existent or narcissistic baby daddy or ex, okay? It's nothing in the world that can make you more miserable than dealing with somebody who puts you down, somebody who disrespects you, somebody who makes you feel like you aren't worth it, that you aren't good enough, that you can't provide good enough, or that you don't have what it takes to be a good mother. It is nothing else that can make you more miserable than having to deal with that. On top of the day-to-day stuff that you have to deal with 
and the kids, you have to deal with this individual. Or maybe you don't have to directly deal with the individual because they're non-existent. They don't want to be bothered. They don't help you with anything. They're not involved, right? And so that's also very frustrating. And it can make you very miserable because in the times when you are busting your ass to take care of these children, you sit back and think, damn, I'm really doing this by myself. I got this child or children who have a whole other parent and here I am trying to figure it all out as if I made them by myself so we again live in this very miserable space where we continue in the day-to-day we continue to deal with that abusive non-cooperative narcissistic baby daddy or ex but we're just over it and we're angry and we're frustrated and we have those thoughts in our mind that that lead us to thinking like sometimes I just I really hate this like I'm, I'm not happy in motherhood I'm not happy with being a mom because I am experiencing this this misery truly I could go on for hours I really could in in all honesty because this this entire subject matter just hits so close to home for me but I'm gonna keep moving we're gonna talk about the consequences of being a master of misery so number one our mental and physical health it truly suffers like that depression chokehold is a major thing and it becomes it becomes a real thing it becomes a real life thing when you are living in this this uh mom misery when you're mastering living in this misery your mental health it takes a hit and you get into what I like to call the depression chokehold and if you want to know more about it please go listen to episode two and learn about the depression chokehold but yes it's a consequence of becoming or being a master of misery your physical health takes a toll as well it has been days where I have been so stressed stressed stretched so thin right and just so miserable feeling that I physically felt ill. I had headaches. I had stomach aches. I had body aches. Like I literally physically felt unwell. So that mental and physical health truly suffers when you are being a master of misery. Our relationships with friends and family suffers, you know, you realize that you don't talk to your friends anymore. You don't, you're not really maintaining healthy relationships with the people you care about, your friends and your family, because you are depressed, because you are in a poor mental state, or because physically you're not feeling well. So your relationships suffer, and that's hurtful because you lose people, you lose friendships, um, and so it becomes a challenge. Um, 
another consequence of being a master of misery is that we miss out on precious time with our children. I got to tell you, I've had days and points of misery where I was just getting through the day. It felt like I was like almost like in robotic, like on autopilot, just trying to get through the next thing. Okay, I am got through the, the end of the work day. Now it's the pickups. Now it's the get home. Got to get through that. Got to get through dinner. Got to get through baths. Got to get through getting them down for bed. I was just trying to get through it. And then at one point I looked up and realized that the day's, were speeding by me and I wasn't really getting an opportunity to enjoy my kids. I literally wasn't getting an opportunity to spend time with them or even utilizing those moments like doing bath time and having dinner um, and, and looking at homework or the drive home. I wasn't even utilizing that time as an opportunity to bond with them because I was so miserable and just making it. I was, you know, fixated on getting through it and not really getting a chance to enjoy it so yes a consequence of being a master of misery is losing out on precious time with our kids that we work so hard for and that we go through all of this for we're missing out on their lives because we're so miserable and another consequence and this is a big one um of being a master of misery is that you lose sight of your purpose. You start to forget that your sole purpose in life is not to be a mom, right? You have a purpose. You have goals. You have dreams. You have things that you want to accomplish. But when we are so miserable, right, and so stressed and stretched so thin, you lose sight of that. And so you lack motivation. You don't accomplish anything. You don't pursue your goals, you know. You just lose sight of what your purpose is and you just get wrapped up in the day-to-day just making it and getting to the next thing and making it to the next thing. So as you can see by these consequences, it is costly It really is costly to be a master of misery. And and that's why we have to figure out how to get from under this misery. We have to figure out how to function, how to cope, and how to process what we're feeling so that we can really get to a place of actually enjoying motherhood because before you know it we're gonna look up and our kids will be grown they'll be their own people in their own lives doing their own thing creating their own family and we will have missed it we will have missed our moment to have with them okay so How do we relinquish the title of Master of Misery and simply bask in being mom? Okay, 
How do we get there? Number one, get you some mom friends. Get around some people who you can relate to and who can relate to you. Get around some people that you have something in common with. Now, I'm not going to say that it's it's not good to have a variety of friends. So all of your friends don't have to be moms, right? But it's certain things that you go through as a mom that your friends without children are simply not going to be able to relate to. They haven't experienced it, and they just don't know what it's like to live it. They certainly can be there for you. They can give you advice. They can support you. But it's not the same. Get around some mom friends, right? Y'all link up. Get y'all kids together. Go on play dates, right? Utilize that time to connect. Learn how they are coping with things or what tips do they have um, to help uh, get out of this miserable state and really start to enjoy motherhood and everything that comes with it so having mom friends is important it's super important so connect with some people who you know who you like that that you think will be you know cool to develop a, a good mom friendship with and really create you know a mom circle of friends another thing that you can do is make time for yourself I know it sounds crazy as hell because your day starts at 5 in the morning and ends at 10 o'clock at night. So when are you going to make the time? Girl, figure it out. You can do it. Make the time where you can do something for yourself, where you can indulge in leisure activities, where you can do something that brings you joy. Find a way to get that time because being able to get that moment where you can breathe, where you can focus on yourself, you can find clarity, you can think, that time for yourself is healing and it's so important. I stick to a very strict regimen, a bedtime regimen during the week. My kids are in bed between 8 and 8.30. And it's not just because I want them to be well rested. I do, but that's not the only reason. The other reason is because after I finally put them down to bed, that one or two hours that I have, before I go to bed myself because I got to get up for work the next day and do the whole shebang all over again. That is my time. I need that time to decompress. I need that time to do something that I like to do, whether it's reading a couple chapters out of a book, whether it's scrolling through some funny TikToks, whether it's texting a few of my friends or talking on the phone or doing exactly what I'm doing right now, which is recording this podcast episode. Like I stick to that. I stick to that routine because I'm committed to, to my time. I'm committed. And yeah, it's not a powwow you know, with my friends. Yeah, it's not a night out on the town, but I'm telling you that one to two hours that I get 
each night just for me, just to be able to do something that I enjoy or to pour into myself because maybe the day really stressed me out. Maybe work was crazy. Maybe the kids were wild. Maybe the traffic was bad and I'm stretched thin and I'm stressed. So now I need to pour something back into myself so that I can feel re-energized and ready to take on everything else that's getting ready to come my way the next day. Like, you need that time. Like, it's so important. So make time for yourself and the things that bring you joy. Another thing you can do um, to relinquish that title of Master of Misery is to commit to doing one thing daily that helps you work towards your goals. Just one thing. If you sit down and think about the things that you want to accomplish, these can be short-term goals or long-term goals. Commit to one thing each day that you can do that you can say you did something to work towards a goal that you have. You're going to feel so much better about yourself and you're going to be getting back in touch with your purpose and who you are outside of being a mom because you can't just be a mom. You still have to be you. You have to make time and space for you to be you and a part of being you is walking in your purpose. A part of being you is reaching the goals that you have and accomplishing things. So commit to doing one thing each day. Um, one thing that I've wanted to do for a long time is to get back to reading for pleasure. After being in college for all of these years, okay, undergrad and grad school, I haven't been able to really read for pleasure because I was reading for school, okay, then becoming a mom. I had another baby. So when did I really have time to read for pleasure? But now... One of my goals has been to get back to reading because reading is what I feel like strengthens my brain. It's literally my brain exercise. You know, now that I'm not in school anymore and I'm in well into my profession and working and doing things, I still want to be learning. I want to learn new words. I want to learn new concepts. I want to read more about the things that I'm doing in my profession, about parenting, and for pleasure. So because that was a goal of mine, every day, even if it's just five minutes, I got to read a little bit. And I'm committed to doing it because I want to see progress towards a goal. And you may have a goal Uh, on a bigger scale that you want to accomplish you know it could be anything but commit to doing one thing each day towards that goal and it doesn't have to be a big thing it can be something super small but it's something that you can say I made a step I took a step I did something towards that goal and Of course, this is a big one. Another thing that you can do to relinquish the title of Master of Misery and and, and bask in just being a mom and enjoy it is to seek a mental health professional. Get that therapist or that psychiatrist. Talk about these issues. 
debrief over what you're feeling and try to heal learn coping mechanisms and and ways to um cope with what you're feeling and what you're experiencing so getting that mental health professional that's a major key and then lastly you know to relinquish the title of master of misery refresh your social media and let me really explain what i mean when i say that comparison is the thief of joy okay i'm gonna say that again comparison is the thief of joy you are constantly being forced to compare your life and what you're doing to other people because of what you see on social media all the things that you see people posting and it ain't on no hating shit it ain't on no jealous shit but let's be real it's difficult to see somebody posting all of these happy things and oh my life is so wonderful and it's so beautiful and you are crying and barely making it and you're stressed and you're like I want that I want to have that right so refresh your social media to be whatever you need to see in the space that you're in at that time I follow a whole lot I'm, I'm friends rather with a whole lot of people on social media but trust and believe I a lot of people I don't see your posts because I've unfollowed them for one reason or another. So you need to do that too. follow accounts and people that are uplifting people that are motivating people that post things that are healthy to you and, and, and where you are in that moment in the space that you're in. Right? So that's a big one. We just, we live in the day and age of social media and it just, it is what it is. It's a part of our lives, but you can refresh it and tailor it to be something positive for you and not something that constantly has you in this state of comparison and making you feel bad about the space that you're in, in your life. And so This includes, like I said in the beginning, those false depictions of motherhood, those glamorized depictions of motherhood. And I'm not saying that there are not people that are truly loving motherhood and that just love it and they live for it. But like I said in the beginning, if if you're one of those people, then this episode isn't for you, you know? So just be careful of, what you allow in your visual space on social media as you are on this journey of healing and not just getting through the day and working through being miserable but but learning to eliminate that misery and that misery and 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 changing the narrative changing what this really looks like and basking in motherhood and truly in, in enjoying it and, and loving it. It's been real, y'all. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Tea Podcast. I really hope that you were able to take something from this episode. I hope it helped you in some way. 
Please follow um, It's the Tea Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Follow my group on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram. Drop a comment about this or any episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have some tips or some thoughts about being a mom or master of misery. See you next time.